0: Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danka, Jagdish and Ryan Huang it's time now for the bigger picture. Lots of meaty morsels to dig into this morning. Going to be talking all about Fed Chair Jerome Powell's latest statements and oil as well, I understand Ryan. That's right. So you've got markets under pressure last night on Wall Street, but it looks like Asian markets are shaking it off and investors digesting the latest signals from Fed Chair Jerome Powell talking about Maybe a 50 basis point hike at the next meeting. And of course, oil prices in focus with the Russian Ukraine war. Uh, that is seeing prices go up again. And that is around how we might be getting Europe thinking about joining the US on a Russian oil embargo. Now, get a bigger picture. I've got Eddie Lowe, he is the senior investment strategist for Maybank Group Wealth Management. Morning, Eddie. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, morning, man. I'm good.
0: Hey, Eddie, great to have you on the line with us. Now, let's talk about what Fed John Powell is signalling right now. It's mm-hmm. less than a week since we saw the rate hike by the FOMC and already he is sounding more hawkish. Eddie, what do you make of it?
1: Well, I, I think what Powell said last night was really, in a way, not surprising because we all know that uh, inflation is going to remain high in the near term and he's signalling that he's doing all he can to combat inflation, in case it derails the economic recovery, and that includes a potential 50 basis point hike away, you know, much higher than the 25 traditional 25 basis hike is necessary, right? But I think the last thing Powell wants to do, right, is really to over tighten and lead to an economic recession, right? So if he he's trying to play the delicate balance between curbing inflation and yet still maintaining a reasonable level of growth, right? It's not going to be easy. And I think this uh, uncertainty is going to keep market uncertain and volatility heightened. But I think uh, we are still pretty optimistic he can actually make the right decision. Yeah, Eddie,
0: how should investors be reading into this? Because overnight we saw that having a bit of a weight on markets, but then Asian markets seem to be shaking it off to some extent. How should investors be uh, positioning themselves and digesting the news?
1: Right, I think uh, if you look at last week when the market, uh, when Fed actually talked about seven rate hikes, right, including the one that they just implemented, the market reaction was really quite, uh, I would say, uh, benign, despite the fact that we're going to see, you know, uh, quite a fair bit of rate hikes. And in Asia in particular, I think uh, because of valuations, uh, Asia, I could market valuations in general are still quite undemanding relative to historical averages. And as long as corporate earnings are you know, still robust and healthy, I think that could uh, continue to support the market performance. And in general, I think Asia markets, specifically I think the likes of uh, Asian markets like Singapore and Indonesia have actually performed pretty well year-to-date despite the market doldrums we have actually witnessed year-to-date.
0: Yeah, Andy, the other major headline that investors will be tracking is around oil prices. So they are resuming their climb and it's all around whether the US um, will see Europe join them on a Russian oil embargo. Eddie, what are your expectations and where do you see oil prices going from here?
1: Right, indeed. I think that the ongoing Russian-Ukraine uh, crisis is a source of potential supply shock uh, with uh, Russia being the world's second largest crude exporter after Saudi Arabia, accounting for about 11% of total exports. And this European embargo they just talked about, I think, doesn't help the situation. Now, on the supply side, you know, uh, we have heard um, Aramco. Uh, pledging to boost output, uh, but I think it will take time for them to ramp up production because they're talking about five years. So near-term supply deficit comp- uh, you know, comp- combined with the potential supply shock, I think that is going to keep uh, oil prices volatile and elevated at current levels. Although you know, prices should ease once we get some form of de-escalation of the Russian-Ukraine situation, hopefully yeah. within the next few months.
0: Now, we're chatting with Eddie Low. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for Maybank Group Wealth Management. Now, Eddie, the other thing that's been you know, occupying the radar has been what's panning out in China around the COVID-0 mm-hmm. strategy. And we saw right. in Hong Kong on Monday... Hong Kong easing restrictions, uh, scrapping some travel curbs, and also laying out a roadmap for easing internal pandemic restrictions. What mm-hmm. do you make of this in terms of the impact on markets? Could we see China maybe you know, start to rethink its COVID zero strategy?
1: Right. Uh, well, the Hong Kong easing restrictions is definitely good news for my friends in Hong Kong. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, talking about lifting of flight bans, cutting of hotel quarantines, and actually easing of social distancing measures. I, I think the direct impact is probably more significant for the Hong Kong domestic place. For example, travel, f and and retail. But it's good food for thought, I think, for Chinese policymakers to see if they can actually pivot away from the zero COVID strategy that they have been implementing in mainland China. And specifically, if you, if you take note, I, I, we noted that actually China President Xi Jinping recently made a remark last week, I think. He mm. said that uh, China will strive to achieve the maximum prevention and control effect at the least cost and minimize the impact of the epidemic on economic and social development what it means is that uh, in fact this is actually the first time that C has emphasized minimizing the, the cost of COVID-19 prevention right uh, while maintaining this COVID strategy uh, zero COVID strategy yeah. so we, we think that you know um, further progress in treatment testing and vaccine development should help and and, and we could actually see baby steps uh, taken down the road and, and to help uh, China ship away from this COVID uh, zero strategy which is actually indeed uh, imposing quite a fair bit of uh, cost on the
0: economy yeah it's uh, worth noting that is uh, at least some acknowledgement um, from china that there is some impact on the economy when it comes to its strategy it's pledge um eddie from china to mm-hmm. support the market to be more stable and to make sure things don't get out of control is this enough for you to start looking at chinese stocks right now what looks attractive to you uh, when it comes to the chinese space
1: Right, I, I think the policy statements definitely help. Uh, although I think the markets, including ourselves, will be looking for more concrete measures over the next few weeks or months to become more convinced about uh, what the policymakers are saying. And I think in particular, we are continuing to keep a close eye on the Chinese tech sector, uh, which has come under intense growth pressure uh, with the regulatory crackdown since last year. Right? The earnings growth for this tech sector has actually been pretty weak no surprise given the crackdown and also general weakness in the macro environment, although I think earning estimates have also come down quite a fair bit. So expectations are set lower. But I think what matters really uh, is for, for the sector is really clarity on the policy front, be it on the domestic uh, regulatory crackdown hmm. or the US, think, uh, US listing concerns. So we, we are seeing some positive progress. You know, you know, Chinese policymakers last week talked about having to, you know, the need to accelerate the review of the internet platform economy, and at the same time, there has been progress between the the U.S. and. Uh the discussion between the Chinese and the U.S. regulators in achieving the regulation of the U.S.-listed Chinese firms. So I think if we, have, we, if we do see actually more concrete steps taken in this direction, I think that will lead to a more meaningful and sustainable recovery of the sector.
0: All right, we've been chatting with Eddie Low. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for Maybank Group Wealth Management. Eddie, it's been great chatting with you and we'll catch up again with you soon. All right, thank you.